I don't get the Bible. Hello, everybody. Acts chapter 4 today. Hello. All right. All right. Let's get started. I'm just double checking. We have the sound going and we're recording. This is wisdom. You're <laughs> watching it happen. <laughs> Knowledge applied. Okay. Acts chapter 4. Um, so this starts with uh, the Sadducees taking Peter into jail, Peter and John before the Sanhedrin. Um, just before I even start, I was confused by like how a Sadducees, it says Sadducees and guards, which are separate Sadducees are religious leaders, guards are, and there was a whole discussion about how they had to pin down Jesus to be able to like convict him of a crime. Mm -hmm. But, but they were very, they were very easily able to just like take Peter and John for doing something religiously that they didn't mm -hmm. like and put them in jail. Why do you think that is? Do you know what I mean? It's speculation, but it seems like Jesus had a number of followers. And so they were very afraid of, um, getting an uprising. That's the last thing the Roman, Jesus. yeah. Oh, okay. So they had to be cautious about how they did it because he had a he had a group of followers. Oh. But by that time, Jesus had died and resurrected, and not everybody was a witness to that. So they were seen as on the fringe of everything. Oh. Now they were like nobodies because he wasn't like, didn't come back, and everybody saw him, and everybody witnessed it, and everybody knew. Oh. So now they were in danger. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, so the rulers, they call, they like, now they're like pooling them together. The next day, the rulers and the elders and the teachers, they met in Jerusalem. Mm. So is that's usually a thing, you would say, that rulers and teachers yeah. together are kind of... Yeah, and if the Sadducees were... Okay, just go back quickly the people who led the sanhedrin uh -huh. were sadducees and pharisees of completely different religious thought uh yeah wait i'm for i'm not i'm realizing right now i'm forgetting what the sanhedrin and sadducees and pharisees yeah they were sadducees pharisees and maybe probably not but maybe even in a scene which is a very different third group uh -huh. right and there were good pharisees and there were mostly bad and and those two religiously warred but they had different views on uh things not only religious but also how to govern okay yeah so that it's like having democrats and republicans on the same team uh -huh. to try to do something yeah but so pharisee and sadducee is a is a political thing for them, it's political, but it's also religious because okay. for a Jew, everything is earthly and heavenly. Okay. It's both. Yeah. But Rome wasn't no. religious. No. Well, Rome was. Rome was, uh, they, but Rome was open. They allowed any kind of gods. Okay. Yeah. So they allowed the Christian God. Okay. They allowed any, but they, and they had their own, you know, uh, uh, gods that were mythological. Oh, yeah. But they were very open-minded about letting anybody practice whatever re religion they wanted. 
Okay. But so, they did not want uprisings because of religion. Okay. And the Sanhedrin was a Roman thing? No. Sanhedrin was a Jewish thing. Okay. See, we're talking about, yeah, right. two different uh, people groups. Okay. Yeah. But this, uh, maybe it's in the weeds, but the people of the Sanhedrin could arrest Peter and John and put them in a Roman jail. They could, Is that they, right? They could arrest Peter and John and put them in one of their own religious jails for okay. holding. There's but separate. In, separate, yeah. Okay. And they had temple guards who okay. were sometimes borrowed from the Roman government. Okay. So this stuff all gets mishmashed yeah. around and it gets tough. So your, your confusion is not abnormal. Well, yeah. But to put them in a Roman jail, they have to have the law of Rome behind them doing it, and they usually didn't. Okay, so there were Jewish jails for breaking the Jewish yes, law. Yes, yes, yes. That in itself is insane. Yeah. To break the Jewish law is one thing, but to have jails, their own jails. Well, that's because their law and their <laughs> economy was all mixed in with government. It was a complete theocracy. Judaism is a complete theocracy. Mormonism uh, tried to be until regular normal-minded people who live in Utah yeah. said, you're not going to do that to us anymore. Uh, fund fundamentalist Islam is a theocracy. So, so Rome allowed a sort of sub-theocracy yeah. yeah. to exist. Yeah, we'll let you have your power them. with your people okay. internally. Okay. Yeah. Sort of in the way that and it sort of influenced Rome to some degree in the way that like Mormons might influence Utah law with yeah. alcohol and so, okay. Yeah. No, you got it right. You got, you're getting it down, but it's complex. Yeah. It's complex when you're reading the Bible cause it's, it's guards and law yeah. and who are these Rome guards? What law and, are we talking about? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so they seized Peter and John, put them in jail until the next day. But many of the people who heard the message believed. Um, and so, and, and the number grew to about 5,000. But the next day, the rulers, elders, teachers meet in Jerusalem. Um, Annas, the high priest, was there. What is the high priest? Sorry, these are kind of dumb questions they're not but. dumb they're really important <laughs> questions to understand what is actually happening but the nation of israel had a high priest okay and that was one person who would go in and offer sacrifice in the temple okay as time grew on that high priest not only was like that but it became sort of a figurehead for government too so the high priest had a strong hand in the governance of the nation of Jews. Mm -hmm. And that meant governmentally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. So he was like the Pope of, of Judaism. Okay. Yeah. High priest. Yeah. Like the Mormon prophet. Okay. Making decisions for the government and for the religion of the people in the state. Okay. And there was just one of, one of them. Yeah. Okay. However, if, if memory doesn't fail me here, I think that Annas uh, was a kind of like emeritus high priest. 
And I think that his son-in-law, Caiaphas, was the real high priest. Mm. So it's sort of like in the Mormon church, when someone was ever a bishop, everyone keeps calling him bishop. Mm -hmm. Same thing here. Ananus used to be a high priest, but now he is retired, but he's still considered a high priest. And I think that's what's happening. And it's 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 getting in the weeds, but it's important for people who are trying to figure it out. Okay, yeah. So he Annas is this one and there and so were Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest's family. Yeah. Yeah, that's his family. Okay. And are those figures that come up later that are important or the Caiaphas is the real high priest. He's the one who's in office. Okay. Yeah. So you get kind of a endorsement that it was a family thing here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, they had Peter and John brought in to ask them questions and they ask whose power or name has done the healing. I think we talked about this in the last episodes a little bit, but, um, by what power or what name did you do this? We talked about things, healings being done in someone's name or in someone's power. So like they were. Peter and John were doing these works, but it was Jesus. They had to like summon Jesus's name to be able to do it. And so it's Jesus's power doing it. Right, exactly. And they want to see who will they say they get their power from. Okay. And so Peter responds, filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, if we're being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who is lame, and are being asked of how he is healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Peter has become very bold. <laughs> whom you, that seems to be, it keeps coming up that he is pointing out to people, you killed that's him. That's right. You killed him. He was the Messiah mm-hmm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. So it's no wonder they killed all the apostles. Yeah. Is that just a Peterism, or do they all speak like that? John speaks like it. Peter speaks like it. Paul certainly speaks uh, that way. Uh, and, but we don't have much from any of the others. Is that, I mean, it's clearly important that um, it's them, that they point out that they're the ones that killed yeah. him. Yeah. Why would you say? Because he wants to convict them. He, his job as an apostle is to let them know who came, that he rose, and they killed him. Mm. So break in your heart for what you've done. Mm-hmm. Repent. Mm-hmm. Go back and change your mind on this mm-hmm. and, and say, I receive him as the Messiah. Um, so <laughs> that was a weird, that was a weird <laughs> side bend out of the blue. My computer... This outlet isn't working. And yeah, it works. Dark. You just got you just got to plug it in. No, it's not working. It's plugged in. Maybe that's why the heater wasn't yeah, working. Yeah, this is a problem. We got amateur hour here on the electronic feed. Sorry, everybody. It's not her. It's me. Oh lord. Something's wrong here. I probably blew a fuse, like you said. Yeah. We got to go to the fuse box. Pause. <laughs> I'll, I'll entertain them while you go do okay. it. You know where it is? I think it's in the... I don't need the fuse. I just need to plug this computer in. Is all. Podcast room. So how you guys been? 
Boy, I hope you join us in in uh, in May, May seventh, uh, as we're gonna bring back uh, Heart of the Matter, and we are approaching it in a way you're not gonna know, you're not gonna believe it, but um, it's. It, I'll just tell you, it's gonna be rewarding, but it's not gonna be maybe what you fully expect. So uh, be there. Be did it did it go on? Yeah. Sorry All right. for this noise. We're back. <laughs> Please we don't stay. have all the resources to do lots of editing time during the week, so That's thank right. you, everybody. We just have to do it when we can. Okay. Caiaphas, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Caiaphas, Peter. Okay. Um, it's by Jesus' name, his power, and Peter says, convicts them of killing, but yeah. then he says... Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Um, and then he talks about salvation. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. And I pause on this because, well, first of all, I put up an a link to this. I don't get the Bible podcast on my Facebook. And someone's reply was the Bible is your like guide to salvation basically. And that, and that feels like the same here. They're attributing Jesus to salvation and it doesn't seem correct to me. Mm. It's kind of How? like off to say that, but like for us now, obviously for them, Peter talking to them, it's their way to salvation, but it's done. Salvation, it doesn't seem like the key to what we are talking about. And it's the, the thing Christians talk about right now. The point of being a Christian is to be saved, but Jesus already saved. Yeah. Like that doesn't seem like the focus. Well, it's a great question and it's a great insight, especially from where we are trying to look at it. Yeah. But the reality is when you talk about salvation, you always have to say saved from and saved to. Okay. Because there's two expressions of it in scripture. He was talking about both there. I'm going to save you from the punishment that's coming, including hell and the grip of Satan, and you will be saved to the kingdom. The saved from is no longer part of the conversation, and that's what the Christians focus on being saved from hell yeah. and they don't realize that that has been done for the world yeah. uh, and, and the sin has been paid for, but there still is the save too, which only comes by faith on him. And that's where yeah. your insight is a little off because no matter what or who it is, when whoever enters into the kingdom of heaven and whoever has escaped from hell, it's all because of him. And that's how the, uh, a person who reads this Bible and embraces it would see it. Mm -hmm. But that you're right. The Christians keep talking about being saved from. I'm saved from my sin. Now God loves me. And now that's done. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's as like it's just another way of focusing on sin. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Is, is talking about salvation. Yeah. Is a focus on sin being a really important aspect of our lives and sin is irrelevant right yeah. now it's irrelevant to god but it's still pertinent to us 
because right. the ramif not the ramifications, but the consequence of sin is always going to be deleterious to the what God wants for us. It's just He's taking care yeah. of it, and you have to see that and make the choice. Well, yeah. So sin. I understand the talk of salvation by Christians today to be salvation from sin to escape hell. Yeah. And instead, it seems like we should be talking about a salvation, but that's like the wrong connotation sounds to me, but salvation from sin to escape difficulty in life here. Like to, that, to, yeah. It's like it's there's a better way. There's a better way, and that's what now we're, to be living. Yes, and there's a better perspective. Yeah. To support that way, right. but if you miss the perspective, you won't get the way. Right. And that's why we call it the great news. It's yeah. not just it was good for them. For us, it's great yeah. because our sin is taken care of and God is not going to punish us in the future yeah. with his coming. Yeah. You know, we weren't under the law, yeah. but maybe it's in the language and maybe we should change it. There's yeah. a salvation from and there is a relationship in. Yeah. Yeah. A salvation from is for everybody. A relationship with or in God is for those who have walked by faith. Uh -huh. Now, when it says, when Peter tells them it's in his name, that means in who he was. It doesn't just mean in Yeshua. It, it, it has, and so that's, we have a lot of religionists who will say, you gotta say Jesus, yeah. you know? And it's not, it's his, what he brings completely. And that is ultimately construed as love. Yeah. So when people love, they are in his name showing they're his disciple. Yes, which is like the relationship in like salvation from is done. Yeah. And it's a really incredible, like critical thing to know about after after yeah. like it's not something. So the approach to talking to people is about the relationship in right yeah. now, which is love. Yeah. And, and it's the benefit to your life yeah. to, to embrace that way because of what he's done, you're mm -hmm. grateful. And so then you start to love as he commands and it's a whole new picture of life. Yeah. So it, it feels, yeah, that makes sense. So the comparison of the good news and the great news is the good news gets everybody the good news starts with fear of hell mm -hmm. uh sin being very present in people and an urgency to get everybody that sins which is everybody mm -hmm. to escape the punishment of hell mm -hmm. by saving them through a knowledge of the literal name jesus yeah that's the current state of christianity and it stops there yeah like christians are focused on that and they are not focused on growth. They're not. So everything's about getting people in seats on Christmas to right. save them from their sin, for them to just say the name Jesus once. And then that works or right. something. The great news is that that's before you go to the great news though. Okay. Just remember this. Um, there is a segment of Christianity, which will embrace the 
seeker-friendly model to save them from hell and Satan's grip and their sin and guilt and shame. But once they've done that, they will focus on model two, which is now you have to walk with him. And if you don't do it the way we say, mm -hmm. then he is, you're not really saved, right? Mm -hmm. So it's all conditional. It's always predicated in these religions who say, come to us as you are, we love you as you are. And once you do, then they say, okay, now you better start changing. Mm -hmm. They all do it. So there is a, a step B with religions on the growth part. Mm -hmm. Now, if they don't have that, they are utter, their purpose only is to bring people to the Jesus experience. Mm -hmm. But it's so irresponsible because they just leave them. Mm -hmm. And Jesus talks all about that. You, you know, if you don't give them the sunlight and the water, they're going to die. Mm -hmm. And so either side alone is wrong and then either side together on that perspective is wrong mm -hmm. so it's it's a very difficult thing to manage when you're trying to fix it and address it okay so there's this there's a two-pronged so the great news then is one pronged it's one it's one prong one prong <laughs> that is we have the opportunity to choose to learn how to love with really like that's like the that's like the the overall point of what the great news is trying to say would you get would you say that i take it uh, one one step further and not stop that i would take it that we have an opportunity to be free Okay, right. At yeah, liberty. We talk about I think this. that is the central overall objective. That's why he wants us to love. And that so then we do have that opportunity with the great news to choose love mm -hmm. without fear. John says there cannot exist love where there's fear. So if you're afraid that God is going to put you in hell if you don't do everything right, you're going to obey him not from the heart but mm -hmm. out of fear. Mm -hmm. That is incongruent with what the scripture says. Mm -hmm. So what we are saying is the great news is take all fear off the table. You can have what you want. You can have what you want. Yeah. You can have darkness. Yes. You can have light. Yes. Because God allows that. Yes. And like provides that. And he wants you to choose. Uh -huh. He wants you to choose. Uh -huh. He doesn't want to force you which is the Calvinist view. Uh -huh. He wants you to decide, do I want to live by my flesh and, and by this world, mm -hmm. or do I want to pursue him? And it's an open choice. And that would make it like, I ki I'm kind of realizing I picture the great news as less of like a moment that changes you, like a salvation. Mm. That's why salvation seems so weird. Is like it's a single thing that happens and you're either saved or you aren't saved and everyone's worried about that. But the great news is like a gradient or something where you're like constantly choosing love or not choosing love yeah. daily you're and maturing. you're building, yeah. yeah. And you're making the choice. Yeah, and there isn't like a moment where you lose God's love or salvation or whatever. And there's no, that's the other thing in the Christian world in plan B, where you have to start proving that you really are faithful. Mm -hmm. There's always that chance for most of them that you're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. The Calvinists who say there's no chance of losing it. 
will say, you'll prove that by what you do. If you don't do it, you were never saved in the first place. Mm -hmm. So there's all these ins and outs of all that mess, but the, the fulfilled great news is he did it for in and through them. And now what do you want? Mm -hmm. And if someone says, I want to worship Satan and, and, and molest babies and whatever, the great news behold, uh, holders of the great news say, I respect whatever you want to do. I love you. I don't agree with you. But if that's what you want to do, may God be your judge. Mm -hmm. And it's simple as that. And that brings liberty to love everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah, good. Thanks for the questions. The great news is a something that we're also releasing. Big time. This month, um, which is sort of a, a formulation of everything we've been working on the past few years. So keep an eye out for the great news. Yes. Um, we should move on to the next okay, episode. You have something right here on your face. It's scaly. It looks like we can do this in the next break. Like the big hand <laughs> thing in Seinfeld. It's so bad. All right. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>